everybody, it's Miles from Flock of Nerds, and you're listening to the Cartridge Cubs. Wait, no, that's wrong. Is that, what did I say? What is it? You're listening to the Cartridge Cubs. I did it again? Did I do it again? Alright, one last time. Hello, everybody, it is the Cartridge Clubs here. Oh, Weekly. Weekly. All right, so we uh, we got a couple of boom arms here. If you're listening to this. Oh, uh, yeah, boom arms. This is our first setup for mics yeah, like this. I bet we sound like right fancy. Pretty excited. Yeah, this is our professional <laughs> show. I feel like Polykill. See what happens for the Poly Bros. Do I look like Polykill? You do look a little bit like Jake. So if you're listening to nice. this for the first time, welcome to Cartridge Club Weekly. I'm Player One. This is my brother, Player Two. <laughs> yes, it is. We host a weekly podcast where we talk, talk about some of the gaming news from the week. Yo, what up, gaming news? Yeah, as I feel well. weird with the mic. I feel like th- saying weird things like that. All right, do it up. <laughs> yo, yo. Uh, and as well, then we get into a little update on the Cartridge Club. The Cartridge Club is a community of online content creators and gamers. Uh, we hang out online, do some social media stuff, and have uh, some forums over at www.cartridgeclub.org. For organism. That's short for organism. That's right, for orgasm. Uh, and then after... Uh, after we talk about the update, we're going to jump into CC Mission, which is uh, where we beg you to do something for us, uh, to dance like uh, like trained monkeys. No. No. That's not it. And, and, uh, and then we uh, roll into a topic and answer some questions from the listeners. This is weird. This boom mic feels weird. Dude, I feel like I feel like I should be. I feel like I'm gonna stay calmer for this episode, mm. so that I I get that that sweet bass that uh, Jake and Trav has. There's no way I'm gonna hit that bass. Is it possible that maybe your voice now will be able to get somebody pregnant? <laughs> no way. Are you pregnant? Maybe mildly aroused at, that, Are at most. Pregante. And that's only Julian Vega. We don't have our pop filters on here, and I'm thinking that I just did a lot of p words. I purposely took mine off because I was like, I don't even really use this thing. Ah, pop filters. What do they do? I've never understood the purpose of it till right now. So let's uh, roll into some gaming news. I've got a few topics. What do you have? I got a few. I got the Atari box. Did you hey, see that thing yet? I also have the Atari box. All right. Yeah, so we know nothing about this. So <laughs> basically, you you texted me a picture of a, uh, a black box with a wood grain front and eight USB ports yeah. in the back and said, hey, check this out. You know, Isn't it cool? You know, what's funny is I didn't ever actually even see the wood grain one. I seen the black and red one, oh, or orange yeah, yeah. or whatever it is. So Atari's releasing a new console. They've shown images of it. Um, I am reminded of another new console that all they had was images of it, known as the... Uh, Coleco Chameleon. Oh, let's just move right on then. Um, so we know nothing. We know it looks cool. We'll see more later. Atari says it's going to play games. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it's going to be like a plug and play or do you think this is going to be? I think it said it has computer I think processing. I think it's never going to come out. You think it's going to be like an Ouya maybe? Maybe. Nobody bought that. If it came out, what do you think it would be? Uh, I think it would be a retro pie that has Atari games on it that you connect through a USB cable to a monitor. Hmm. It's, going it's supposed to have modern day specs, like ridiculous. We'll see what happens. Who's making games for this? Atari? I, I don't even know who they, owns. Who even owns Atari? <laughs> anyway, know. yeah. So if you want to check this out, uh, keep your eye on it. If you're interested in it, I have almost zero uh, attachment to it. But no doubt, my brother will text me photos of the next time you see it, so you'll hear it here. I will. Just just for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, first for me, I've got uh, Kingdom Hearts Three director says that a Switch version may be possible. As well, we may see Xbox One versions. Of the uh, HD 1.5, oh. 1.8, and 2.7 remakes. Not going to lie, I did not realize that wasn't a yeah. multi-flat. But he did say, he was very clear, that nothing, none of this will happen until Kingdom Hearts 3 has been released for PS3, PS4 and Xbox One as promised. He said, we're going to do what 
what fans are waiting for and asking for before we do anything extra. But um, I think it's cool that Kingdom Hearts 3 could play on the Switch because, I mean, I have it on good authority that the Switch is a super underpowered piece of garbage. What? That's not true. <laughs> anyway, I um, I don't know if this was last week or not, but they did announce Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out in 2018. Would not give a season, quarter, date, or anything of that nature. That really narrows it down for us. But at least we got a year. Because um, a lot of us thought it was 2020. Well, a lot of people thought it was 2016, and they thought it was 2017, and then, you know, what can you do? Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about the big elephant in the room. Okay. Not... My three new Amiibo from PlayAsia? Actually, those things look amazing. Um, Not the Nintendo 64 Classic controller. No, no. No, we're not going to have with that? Not okay. yet. We'll jump into that later. We're talking about the new... Guillermo del Toro movie. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Is it uh, Pacific Rim 2? Okay, I got a few things to say. First of all. So so right now everybody has turned off except Rambox. You know that. That's okay. So you're talking directly to Rambox. That's all right. We're about to lose him as well. Okay. <laughs> this is not about giant robots. This is about... Okay, first of all, A, I love love stories in both movies and video games as long as they're believable and I can get attached to the characters. You are you are romantic. I love weird love stories. You do like tentacles. I do, mm, well, this isn't far from that. Have you seen the trailer for this? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, so they're gr- they, they they have this creature and they're testing him in a lab, and then there's this girl. She's a mute, but she's like the housekeeper for the lab at night. Sounds perfect. Ends up falling in love. It looks awesome. Just watch the trailer. It's called The Shape of Water. Oh my god, it looks so good. So the mute housekeeping girl falls in love with the tentacle man who can become any shape. Uh, no, I don't think. Is he, this Titanic meets the abyss? He can. I don't know what it is, but it looks awesome. I'll never let go, Jack. Um, if you yeah, ever, it looks great. If anybody else knows any weird love stories, I would love to hear them all. Um, I like like weird. I don't care about how weird it is. I like, like I like Amelie and stuff like that. Yeah, I like Secretary. That's a weird love story. You have ever you seen see, Secretary? No. Have you seen Chocolat? Secretary is like Fifty Shades of Grey before Fifty Shades of Grey kind of thing. Oh. But it was good. It was very well done. It's what Fifty Shades of Grey should be. You should see Disclosure. That's a love story that I used to watch when I was younger. I don't think I've seen that. I mean, more Michael Douglas. Uh... Oh my God, no. Okay, I have seen that. That is not what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> not that. Rolling on from our. Uh, yeah, moving on. From our weird love story with Guillermo del Toro. I know we've lost a lot of it. Let's talk about that Nintendo 64 controller. All right, so Nintendo recently filed a patent <laughs> mm-hmm. for a Nintendo 64 shaped controller. Yes, and now very similar patents were filed, or trademarks were filed for the Super Nintendo Classic as well. Exactly, and the NES Classic, and they are. The images used are the same images that appear on the box, the packaging for the NES Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic. So this pretty much confirms... That Nintendo uh, likes to copyright things that belong to them. Mm. They have the copyright. It's all they They have the copyright for the controller. Right. How is this any... What do you thought? Why would they redo it if they're not going to use it? I don't know, man. Exactly. So Why did Microsoft redo Scalebound? Well, we don't know. We don't know why Nintendo did this controller. But anyway... They own the controller. Nobody else can use it. They don't have to renew it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that, yes, it does look like the NES, like an N64 Mini is coming. Yep. And I believe we have a bet on that, don't we? We do, yeah. And I think that it, that will be a colossal failure. Because uh, there's only six what? people. The six yeah, people who yeah. love the N64 that, this thing will, are going to be really bummed out when none of the rare games are on there. It won't and I don't mean matter. rare isn't hard to find. I mean rare isn't Goldeneye. And, and, and Perfect Dark. Banjo-Kazooie. And Banjo-Kazooie. There's your top three N64 games that don't have Mario in them. No. Okay. There's... Um, tell, me how much, tell me how much you love Shadows of the Empire. There's Paper... No. There's Mar... No. No. Anyway, it's we'll going to be happens. awesome, and you're going to be streaming what again? 
Uh, Star Fox 64. I, I can't believe. wait for that. Star no, Fox. I think I'm streaming Star Fox 64. Right. So what am I streaming? Shadows of the Empire. <laughs> I don't even remember. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Something hilarious. That's, uh, this is weird. This mic thing. I love it. I'm loving it. I feel professional. I don't know how we sound. We might sound not sound professional at all. Um, but I'm thinking this is way better than the usual tomfoolery that we get into. Speaking of tomfoolery, Aaron Flynn has stepped down from Bioware. Aaron Flynn was. I'm happy you clarified who that is because I have no idea. Yeah, so he was. Uh, he was in charge of Bioware. He was uh, the director for Anthem, for the general manager um, of Bioware. He was. Casey Hudson has come back. Casey Hudson is responsible for Mass Effect 1 and 2. Oh. Uh, who's responsible for Andromeda? This guy? Yeah, the guy who's no longer there. Got now, it. he did not step down because of Andromeda. He stepped down because Casey Hudson said, I want to come back. Oh. Um, and, and he was politely told, you should yeah. step down. And so a lot of fans of Bioware games are excited for the fact that Casey Hudson is now back at the helm to take care of things for Anthem, it gives us hope for the future. Okay, cool. I did not know any of this. Yeah, it's so, exciting. Uh, I don't know how far along Anthem is in development. It's supposed to come out the first quarter of or last the last quarter, like 2018, early 2018. I thought big year, big year. So uh, we'll see how he does, but I'm glad that he's back at the helm. This oh, it's gives guy. me. Yeah, I didn't know that. This gives me uh, some hope. Some because uh, I was sort of on the fence about uh, where Anthem was going to go. What's his name? Casey Jones. Hudson. Thanks. Uh, yeah. So I got two more. You got anything else? Uh, Julian Vega pointed out a game to me. It's called Chroma Gun. The only reason I'm bringing it up is because this month is Portal, and this looks very Portal-esque. Is this the game where the th- you play as the mute uh, cleaning lady, and you have to go through the... It looks so good. <laughs> Next week, I'll bring a, a list of recommendations for everybody who also likes these weird love stories, which will probably be no one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no doubt. Um... All right, so I'm gonna Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy gets some free DLC available right now. Didn't know about that. What does the DLC consist of? Uh, it's a couple of levels that uh, were previously unreleased. Oh, I could probably tell you. Let's cool. Let's tell the people there. They're all wondering. So what? These were made from the, the original trilogy and just weren't released for the original trilogy. Right. Cool. See, I wanted to bring this up because because why? Because we can't do links. Don't worry about it. Uh, I wanted to bring this up because of the fact that it doesn't matter. This is killing me. We don't need it. I wanted to bring this up because of the fact that it's I'm I'm really digging this free DLC trend that we're seeing in video games lately. There's a trend of this. Yeah, well, Nintendo's been doing it um, with uh, Splatoon and Arms. Uh, you've got uh, people are gonna hear me breathing. I'm sure. Mighty Gumbolt Burst doing it. Um, they are. Yeah. So the previously unreleased Stormy Ascent level from the first Crash game is now available for free. Never heard of it. Sounds amazing. But I like I like the idea of free DLC. I think all DLC should be free. Um, especially in games. Wow, that is some um, big talk. Blizzard, does, well, it's Activision who owns them, right? So it's Activision Blizzard, and it makes sense because Blizzard gives away free stuff. You don't want to. Don't any, you have to play, pay for that Necromancer uh, DLC? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. So, so I guess that's what I thought. moving on. <laughs> Congratulations, um, Crash fans. When was the last time I downloaded DLC? Mario Kart Eight. No, I did not get that. Have you ever? Uh, the Luigi version of Mario U. I thought you bought that physical. I was going to met my wife could not wait. Um, so we got it because it came out early on digital. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I guess that's the only time. Hmm. I don't know. But that's cool. I can't believe it's free. That's amazing. I agree that free is better. 
Do you have any more news? I have one last piece before we roll on. Uh, I do not have any more news. So lastly, Nintendo's mobile app is available. Oh, yes. Let's discuss this. Um, I don't want to get too much into it because it is the day before launch. Now, a lot of people have talked about this. We live in the era of day one patches. Mm. I suspect. Wait, you've tried this. I haven't tried it. Are you about to say something bad about it? Yeah, there's a lot of bad that are that is Please being said in. about it. Please fill me in before before patch pre patch. So, this your phone cannot go to sleep while using the app. Your screen has to be on and the app has to be open the whole time. Whoa! So this will use approximately thirty seven percent of your battery life if you have an iPhone success and it's like, you play for an hour. It's like the YouTube app. You can't sleep. Your like you can't exactly. Yeah. Whoa. Um. As well, if you uh, mm, minimize the app to go to anything else, so Twitter, text message, phone call, Facebook. Safari, anything else, you are removed from the voice channel. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> you have to no. reopen the app to be re-added to the channel. You, you know what? We're probably going to be using Discord, I bet. I suspect. Um, as well, if you're in a party with people and you end up on different teams, because when you play with friends, you can end up on different teams. Uh, there's the option to queue with friends for matches. Um, and if, if So it's four and four matches. So it's six oh, people no. queue up. The people who are on that are not on your team... You can't talk to. Now, they can still, I believe they can still talk to each other, but they can't talk to you. So you can't trash talk back and forth to avoid any strategy. We will be going on Discord. <laughs> it seems so. Yeah. So there's a lot of, of negative, negative things being said about this app. Um, mm, and as it stands. I just downloaded it as we speak. I, that to me sounds unappealing. Uh, now, you have the ability to set up parties and you have the ability to, to, uh, to, to see your friends online, invite them and accept invites through this app. Mm -hmm. This stuff sounds good. To not be able to sleep the phone or the tablet mm. is a deal breaker for me. That is a big, big no-no. Mm. You have to be able to conserve your battery life. Otherwise, I'm going to be sitting here. So I'm already um, connected to my phone to talk because I can't do it through my, my controller like I can on, on both of my other consoles. Um, to now also not let me sleep my phone, that's going to cause me some frustration. So we'll wait and see. I'm, I'm, I am... I am currently unhappy with the state that it is in now, but I am willing to accept the fact that we live in the day of day one patches. So we are recording this on Thursday evening. This goes live Friday with Splatoon 2. I will, and, and P2 will be heavily testing this Friday night. Um, I might be, no. Is it out tonight? Tomorrow. Um, tomorrow. So we will be heavily testing it tomorrow, uh, oh, Friday night. Tonight. Oh, right, because you're playing tomorrow. Right, right. And, tomorrow. Uh, so we'll let, we will let you know next week exactly. But uh, as it stands right now, it's not looking good. Nintendo may have... It just seems like they took one step forward and two steps back with this one, or two steps forward, one step back, however you want to look at it, um, with this phone app. We'll see what happens. Okay, so a couple uh, things. And I do have one quick... Okay, you say your thing, and then I'll, I got one last one. The only thing that I'm excited for about this, and you know what? I would rather, if ever, all of my Switch friends had our uh, Cartridge Club Discord channel, because what I want this for is that I can, if I'm, say I'm at Superstore, or uh, sorry, I'm at, say I'm at the grocery store, and uh, I, I can turn on my app, and I can see, oh man, four people are playing, I'm going home, I'm going to play. That is a benefit to this. Um, so you're saying you would use it to see, oh, I've got friends online, right? I'm going to go home, now, log on, and then chat with them through Discord. Now, the other thing is, I could see them and be like, oh crap, I'm going to put my headset in, and we're going to chat, but apparently you can't do that, from right. what you're telling me, so... I'd much rather have everybody be on Discord. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, 
Lastly, I picked up the Splatoon Hori headset uh, oh, I haven't seen phone that adapter. You have to show me. It's $39.99 Canadian dollars. Uh, it's an over-the-ear headset that wraps behind your head. Comes with the, I have a couple questions the about that triangle adapter, so you can, uh, if you're playing in your Switch handheld mode, you can have your game audio and your voice chat audio go through the same headphones. Um, save your money. It uh, the sound quality is decent for a forty-dollar over-the-ear headphone. Decent uh, at best, but the the build quality of the headphones feels very cheap. They don't sit tight on my head. I like it's a tight earphone. Yeah, it's not good for Hori. And uh, usually pretty good. The plastic pieces of it dig into the bones behind my ears. Yeah. Um, I got it because I really like Splatoon, and they are they shaped like a Splatoon item. So I will, and at very least, my daughter will use them. Yeah. Um, but I I think if you're somebody who is Picking this up, if you're mostly playing your online Splatoon gaming at home, you don't need the adapter anyway because you're listening to your audio through your television. And uh, hmm. you're going to... So, if I'm chatting to my friends, right. I don't hear my game audio... Through your headphones. Through my head. If um, unless... Wow, so I have to have the earbuds in and hear the TV. Right. Oh so just God. pop one earbud off your ear. That sounds terrible. I have to have the TV... What if... What if my baby's sleeping? I'm going to have to choose to not have game audio or play in handheld. I'm going to end up playing in handheld. Nope, because I will need the adapter then. You can have mine. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about any of that. Yeah, so if you, you need have to the adapter, sacrifice. You can take, I will never have to play this game in handheld mode at home, so you can take my adapter home with you. I loved playing in handheld mode the other night for yeah, the beta. That's thing. all you. Yeah, that was good. That's so that's all I got for news. Yeah, that is all I have for news too. I look forward to trying out this app. I don't have high hopes. Uh, this no. will uh, hopefully everybody listening who has a Switch. We have a Discord channel. If you want to use it primarily just for Nintendo Switch purposes, that is fine. Um, you don't have to chat or anything, just as long as you're in there. Yeah, one of the best tweets I saw this week was uh, the Nintendo app causes plenty of Discord among gamers. Oh, oh boy, that's good stuff. So let's see another new segment, folks. We are now going to roll into the Cartridge Club update portion. This segment. Update is brought to you by Polykill, and we're going to be talking about some of the podcast videos and blogs that have been uploaded to the Cartridge Club over the last week. You say it's brought to you by Polykill? Yeah. I like it. I'm going to start making each one of the segments brought to you by somebody. Wow. That's going to be hard to remember. Yeah, well, it's probably never going to happen again <laughs> after just right now. So first up, we have some announcements. The first announcement, Cartridge Club Portable Game of the Month is Tetris DS. Uh, there is the top two tier. There's the top tier of Beat My Score Challenge for that, which is Dean and Fitnat. Uh, they're in the 8 million range. It's crazy. And then there's a tier B, the B team. Matt Bandy which is being uh, Matt led, Bandy led team? by Matt Bandy <laughs> at the 1.4 million range. Man, it's crazy. This is a flip from last last month because Matt Bandy was killing it. Yeah, so get your Tetris DS on. Uh, as well, Cartridge Club Prime is Portal. We played through it together live last week. You can see that on Twitch still. People can still watch that? A lot of cursing. Um, Ooh, a lot of Patrick's For reasons. reference, the Apple Magic Mouse, well, good for editing videos and surfing the internet, not so good for portal gaming. Is taint a swear word? I don't think so. Because my Patrick Swayze is sweating off. <laughs> it is a little warm down here. <laughs> She's not bad. Um, and the last announcement that I have is that on Tuesday, July 18th, just past, the Cartridge Club celebrated the 20th annual... Rick V Day. Oh yeah, big Rick V Day. I have lots to talk about this. Uh, but before we get into podcasts, is there any other housekeeping you need to do? That's it. Before I move, we move on. I want to talk a bit about buddy of yours. His name's Jay. 
what's oh yeah, his, what's his Twitter? Technodork four three seven. I believe you called him a piece of human garbage. Sub subhuman. Subhuman garbage. That's right. Uh, and I think it was trash. But and then he said uh, piece of garbage later. Um, Jay, I just want to let you know, buddy. I respect you and I love you. Uh, you can play your games on whatever difficulty you want. I just can't. That's the difference. Right. Um, it's okay for you. It's just I won't stoop to that level. Is that what you're saying? It's exactly no, no. You go ahead and eat that dog food if you want. I'll be over here with my T-bone. Uh, but I will say this. There are very certain uh, games that I would not be able to beat unless it was on easy. And that is mostly probably first-person shooters. Anything I have to aim with the right joystick. So don't feel bad, man. You're not subhuman trash. <laughs> but I loved it. Thanks for the tweets. Good stuff. So Jay's not just everybody else who plays on easy. It's anybody else who enjoys a story. Depends on if anybody else tweets those tweets to me. <laughs> All right, so uh, Rick yeah. V Day had a special podcast happen. Rick V Day was the I have so day notes. that the Q Dog Bros uh, managed to get a massive score of Sega Master System games to help launch their uh, complete collection, um, complete U.S. collection into the stratosphere. So they celebrate that day every year. This is the 20th anniversary of it. Mm, and, 1997. Uh, That's great. We had a giveaway. Actually, we'll be doing the draw for that right now. Uh, we're going to do it after the show. We'll, we'll record it together live, and then I'll cut it into the show. As so, you wish. so right now, we're going to cut to the live, or the recorded drawing of the winner of a cop, a digital copy of Wonder Boy. The Dragon's um, Trap. And the Dragon's Trap. Okay, we are here to do the draw for the Wonder Boy winner. Uh, as you can see here, we are on, you probably can't see because of the glare. So we're on random.org, and I have everybody's name. There's 54 names here on this list. Um... Of all the people who entered, you're going to have to trust me because you can't read it on there. And I had no way to do this otherwise. So we're going to draw a winner. We're just going to hit randomize. And whoever's name's at the top is the winner of uh, Wonder Boy. How many entries do we have? We have 54. Whoa. So go ahead and hit randomize. Just hit it once. It's on the left there. Boom. Did I hit it? I did. You hit it. And the name at the top. Oh, it's Fitty. So he went and hit it once. You can see here the name at the top is... Where's the camera? Fitnat, you can't read it. All Whatever. the ladies be like Fitty. Anyway, it's so witty. It says Fitnat, Fitnat, you are the proud winner of Wonder Boy uh, in digital right. format. Um, wow. Why are you way down here? I actually owe you it. Forty six. Fitnat, you're the winner of uh, of Wonder Boy. So congratulations. Congrats, we will Fitnet. be sending that out to you. Uh, so you get to pick whatever uh, version you want. I wonder what he's gonna pick. Yeah. I'm right. um, sorry, buds. <laughs> Are we back? We're, We're back. back. Congrats. Buds won again? Man, Buds wins everything. I don't think Buds is entering this <laughs> Come on, Buds. I believe in you. Buds won our first draw, by the way. We should have done the draw before this so well, that we had it. Did anyway. Buds win our first draw? Am Buds I did that? win our first draw. Yeah. Congrats to the real person who won. All right. Um, so do you want to talk about the, the Mighty Q Bros podcast? Let's talk about it. All right. So we had an extra podcast on the uh, Cartridge Club feed this week. Um, first of all, 20th. I love it. I love that they still remember it quite vividly. And mm. um, that's awesome. Oh my gosh, so many things to say. Okay, the, they have their own gaming rules that they used to hold themselves to. Yeah, you're not the only crazy person. Just like me, man. I felt so good listening to that. Like, if you want to get a legit win, you have to do, beat it on the normal settings. Right. You can't jack up your lives. De default settings, yeah. no cheats. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Insanity. Hearing that warmed my heart. Oh well, my I, god, there was other things. So many things that warmed my heart. But I love these guys. Um, they wrap their AC adapter in a cool towel so it didn't burn out on them during an enduro marathon. 
Like that is hardcore. I love these guys. Not recommended at home, folks. Uh, please no. do not wrap your AC adapters in any cloth materials. That is a fire hazard. It is not endorsed by the Cartridge Club. I love it. If it works for the if it works for Eric, you can safely do it. I trust Eric with my life. Um, you gonna talk about Alex Kid? Uh, oh boy, Alex Kid. Anyway, was that the game where they broke it down like mathematically by jump? Yeah, they did. I don't know how they did it, but they were young and they were geniuses still. Yeah. Um, okay, another thing. They had a doll that they uh, blamed whenever uh, somebody crashed or got hurt, and then they would beat the doll and blame him for it happening. That's how the movie Annabelle came to bow. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I love it. Um, oh, they referred to breaking up the collection because they had found this collection together on Rick V Day. Then they had to figure out at one point they had to part ways in their life. They were living together and they were like, what are we going to do? And you know what they called it? The Great Split. Yeah. <laughs> I loved when I heard them say that. I like the. I can't remember which brother spoke first, but Eric was like, why don't you tell us what, what consoles you've owned? Yeah. And he said, well, including my one third ownership. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's the Sega yeah. Master System. Uh, it's Gavin and Jeff. Did I get that right? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But anyway. Um, yeah, amazing. Um, as I was listening to this, I realized, because we currently have one child, and uh, hearing this makes me want to give her this. Like, look at this. I, w- I would love to give this to, to Avery, my daughter. Um, I want to remind you of all the times you sat in your computer chair and I held you close. <laughs> yes. So I do remember those. Days. I forgot all about them. <laughs> yeah, literally just engulfed me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, hearing stuff like this warms my heart. I love that they're they still hang out. They still talk games now. Um, yeah. Anyway, great podcast all around. Definitely check it out if you have not. It is the highlight of the week. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely good show. Mm-hmm. Um, really enjoyed it. Eric sent me a message and said, "Hey, uh, we have this podcast. My brothers and I did for Vic V Day. I'm not looking to get into podcasting. Do you think you might we should have a, might have a home for it?" And I, I said instantly, "Yes." Yeah, of course. Uh, well, first I said, "Actually, let me listen to it first. And if it doesn't suck, yes." <laughs> Um, and then I listened to it and I was like, mm, maybe make some changes here. No, I'm just kidding. It was an instant yes and it was fantastic. Of course. Uh, I would love to get more of the Q Bros. Yeah, man. Every year they should do this annually. Yeah. I mean, if they want to do it more, that'd be great, but I'm happy with annual. An annual show. As long as I know something's coming. But they weren't the only podcast this week as well. We had Polykill. Yes. And Polykill had on a couple of guests. Big guests. Big guests. Crazy flockers from the club. Yep. Miles we met the Catherine. flockers. Yeah. The flock nerds. Yeah. Nope. Flock of nerds. Flock of talk. Flock, yeah. <laughs> the talk of nerds, and um, uh, this was a great show. I just had a couple of notes here. I took some notes you this took week. Notes? I am so time. impressed. Uh, hot Jake's was hilarious. I love Hot Jake's all the time. So, so Travis is yeah. giving him the clues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's the here's the thing. Hot Jake, here's the thing. Yeah. And so the first one. Uh, oh, sorry. Jake, go ahead. And then the second one, sort of like uh, just a non non. It was just nothing. Yeah. And then in the last one, he was like Doomfist on Overwatch. And Jake was like, Oh yeah, that's a thing that's happening. Yeah. And Travis was like, Well, what's your Hot Jake? Uh, I'm excited for him. That's, that's, this is what I wanted to ask you. Do you think are these scripted or is he just coming up with these on the spot? On the spot, the hot Jake. That's pretty impressive. He, he might, might know what the news story is ahead. Of I would like to know if he reads them beforehand. Yeah, yeah but it's a, his his reaction is a, it's a hot Jake. I love it. I love uh, it. Great show. Miles and Catherine were great. The show went a little bit long, but it didn't feel like it yeah. because anytime you're with Miles and Catherine, it feels like a short time. Yeah, man. Miles stuck it to the man hard. Oh, when he started talking about Overwatch. <laughs> well, well when he, I was Jake talking about his EV games him. trades, man. Oh, those, yeah. He just like, he, he finds these ways of getting it up. He sticks it to the man like this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But yeah, anyway. He bought like 23 games. It was a lot of games, yeah. And added none to his backlog. I just bought them and I just rubbed them on my skin at night. Yeah. 
What more? What more? Great show. Definitely check it out. Oh, also, um, Jake found something. One. Oh, the Bradley default completing box. Good find. Mm, Good find. Yeah. Uh, so then we have STC Pod. So I'm going to try and do this from last week because, of course. We are still, as of now, recording on Thursdays. Where's your notes? Um, I'd like to. I have one note. I'd I see like, your polykill notes, but I don't see your. STC I'd like to start the hashtag. Uh, bring, bring CC Weekly back to Friday nights. Uh, I think so what you mean is bring I, STC to Thursday nights. I need. Or to sorry, be, yeah, Thursday, and then you could be day zero. So Wednesday. STC was a good show. <laughs> um, I just want to give Joe some credit. We we bust uh, Joe's chops a little bit. I was blown away um, by his about his trivia and his knowledge and stuff like that on on some of his. His topics that he chooses to collect for, he crushed this Hardy Boys trivia. Yeah, he did. So yeah, in case he didn't listen, they did. Yeah, he Hardy might not Boys. watch Star Trek and he might not play games, but this man definitely reads himself some Franklin Dixon. Is that? Oh wait, I think that's wait, Franklin that's, Dixon. Yeah, that's like the fake author name right? or whatever. <laughs> he crushed it. He knew them. Like he. Yeah. And he uh, he he gave himself nine out of ten, and Bill gave him eight out of ten. I'm with Joe. I'm giving him the nine out of ten. What was the one he got wrong? One of the the author that he picked was the author who had done. No, I know that one. But what was the other one that he was confirmed wrong? Ooh, I can't remember. I can't remember either. But when he pulled out the first, the name of the first book without getting the multiple choice questions yet, yeah. I was sold that he knows his Hardy Boys. As always, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this week's STC pod that I will have the chance to listen to tomorrow. Me too. Did you cut out the part where I was talking about where I thought they were saying Hardly Boys and I looked up and found some really weird movies? <laughs> Don't cut that part out. Leave that, leave that part in. All right. We'll see what happens. All right. Hardly yeah, Boys. Quick pause for edit because we had some uh, dog issues scratching at the door. Yep. The dog issues are taken care of, though. Uh, what else podcast this week that I want to talk about? I have two, so maybe I'll do mine first. Sure. Because uh, we talked a bit. Of, it came out last week, but we hadn't listened to it yet. That's the the Dollar Dorks one with Joe on it and NJ Retro. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That was a good show. Yeah. I um, just want to point out, Derek had mentioned I have some DS cases. Um, he thought I was going to throw them out. I'm not going to throw out any DS case, but uh, NJ Retro might be interested in getting them. So. Hmm. Um, if anybody wants some DS cases, I still have those DS cases. Trust me, I will not throw them out. I promise you. Um, oh, and also, Joe gave kind of a therapy session during this. He got open. He opened up a lot about his collection. Yeah, so I get the feeling that Joe feels like he has to buy these things. Something's going on. Something. You don't, Joe. You don't have to buy this stuff. Um, yeah. And you know what? <laughs> Trimming your collection down isn't a bad thing, buddy. Yeah. It feels good. It does um, feel good. I, it's I'm nice shocked. to have a, a well curated collection for yourself it's true it's true um and Less the more, more that you cut once you start cutting the, the more you'll feel better cutting and uh wait don't don't cut no don't no cutting trimming you trim your collection you don't don't tell him to cut he, he's going through enough therapy as right, it is right. here <laughs> so yeah so trim trim your collection down uh pare it down <laughs> You'll get some of them out of there. Maybe start with some of your backups. Get rid of some of your backups. You don't need backups of games you're never going to play. Mm. Um, and, then, and then take a serious look at it and say, ask myself, am I buying these because I, I, I like, do they do they make me feel good being on my shelf as a, as a discussion piece, as something to look at? And if the answer is yes, by all means, keep them. Don't get rid of that boxed uh, Transformer, though. But if, if you're looking at these and you're, if, if, the, if you're purchasing them for the intent of playing them, Ask yourself some serious questions and say, am I ever going to play any of these games that I bought this week? And if the answer is no, well, don't buy them. Or if you have already bought them, get rid of them. Are you going to read those TV guides? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I buy games. I have games that I, I have played, I want to play, and that I enjoy playing. Uh, and and I, I, I regularly go through and pick out games that I know. It's like, okay, I, had, I thought I was going to play X3 or 13 on the GameCube. 
Now I'm not so sure. So now it's in a pile of games. Maybe yeah, it's a great wave, game. Wave race in the GameCube. I thought, yeah, I'll play this. I know I won't. That's going to go. Yeah. Um, but that's for me. Now, if you're the type of collector who's collecting because you like the, th- you like having the items on the shelves, you like amassing them. Amass it up, it. then. Yeah, go for it. Do what makes you feel good, but don't feel like you have to do this. And if you're, if you're concerned about letting them go or moving on because you're worried what people think about you or what people will say, anybody who loves you won't care, and anybody who cares doesn't deserve to be in this your This is life. getting a lot deeper. I was just joking around. Uh, I just, I, this might be some legit therapy that's actually helping. It can be hard for people. because It's true. We get into these communities and we get to the, you know, we put this pressure on ourselves, and I just I want Bill, Joe and anybody else out there to know they're just things. So don't, don't stress yourself out over it. And if you need to talk to somebody or if you need anything like that, you can always reach out to, to either one of us. Uh, I'll answer 50% of the time. P2 answers about a third of the time. 90% of the time I will answer. Um, but no, honestly, uh, yeah, I got rid of my collection, and the thought of it hurt way more than actually doing it. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. And it doesn't, like, don't... It changes if nothing. If you're, if you're buying things because you feel like, I need to have 5,000 games on my shelf to be to matter, or if you're holding on to things because you're worried that, you know, Joe Blow on Twitter is going to say I'm not a real gamer or is going to make fun of me, well, those people don't really matter. And if they actually care about you, they'll, they want to support you in whatever is good for you. And again... If you want to keep all this stuff and it's your goal to someday live in a home where you can't walk room to room, then continue doing so. That would be all right, too. I mean, there's nothing wrong There's nothing wrong with buying games that you only want to play. And there's nothing wrong with buying games because you like to collect. People collect stamps. People collect bottle caps. People collect things for different reasons. There's nothing wrong with either one. But don't do it because you feel like you have to. Although I don't imagine he would ever feel like anybody's making him collect TV guides. He must just be doing that because he wants to. Anyway, you do you, Joe. We love you, buddy. Yeah. Anyway, that's Dollar Doors. I know we talked about it. We mentioned them last week, but now I actually listen to them. So, so this uh, episode of uh, Characters Club is not just deep vocally. It's also <laughs> deep emotionally. It's getting weird with these mics. Speaking of deep, we're <laughs> rolling a bonus barrel. Oh, I'm going deep. Wait, right. what does that mean? Yep. So um, I want to start. I have two things to say about bonus barrel. Number one. Yes. They get into some talk about kids. Um, oh, I do have that mentioned. Rob mentioned how notes. kids aren't for him and then kids aren't for Shelby. Yeah, but he says he, he doesn't understand how kids how kids aren't for him, but he doesn't understand how they can enrich other people's lives. Yeah, it's nice to see somebody online with an opinion who doesn't think that all other opinions are are uh, Patrick Swayze. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, good point. You know? And yeah. my other point is that Seiji brought up that I sometimes or most of the time play games on easy. So that I can get through them easier, so that I don't have to worry about getting caught, getting stuck. Sage gave you the okay, and see, well, not only did he give you the okay, but Sage said, as a game designer, he sort of feels that if a game has to be played on easy because it's too difficult than normal, that it it could potentially be a a design in the game's design or a flaw in the game's design. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, well, I say potentially. I, say that. I say potentially I because say that. it might be my skill. But uh, it's Sage hard to also say. mentioned that, like me, if he gets frustrated and bored quickly or easily, he puts it away. Oh yeah, I'm done. Me too. Same here. Well, I haven't finished the episode. I stopped at topic. Oh, I have lots. Um, I have lots. So uh, I will finish it tomorrow, but you want to go on? Well, at the start, they mentioned a, a movie called, it's trained to something, some Korean city. Busan. Man, it sounds awesome. I haven't seen a zombie movie. I've been like tapped out on zombie movies. I don't know if you remember back in the day, that's all I did was zombie stuff. I think everybody yeah. probably went through that phase. Well, you walked around biting neighbors for a while. Yeah, that was awkward. I had a lot of friends, though. Yeah. A lot of enemies, too. But um, yeah, trained to something is what I have in my notes. But anyway, I want to try that. Um, they talk about kids, which you already mentioned. Uh, Rob mentioned uh, some relationship rules, and I would like for him to elaborate more on this because it sounds awesome. 
Rule number one is I do what I want when I want. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Uh, they talk about conventions, um, which is a pretty deep topic. I mean, there's a lot to say, but we've only been to what? One? Yeah, yeah. HalCon. Which, which I don't, yeah. It's like a mini convention. It's not even. It's the HowCon Science Fiction and Gaming Convention or oh, Alpha Sci Fi Con or something. Also, they mentioned Cartridge Con, but they referenced Barry Game Exchange. Right. I don't know if that happened later or not. But anyway, um, Cartridge Con is actually an event that happens here in Halifax or yeah. wherever we are. Yep. Not Halifax. But, um, but Barry is sponsored by the Cartridge Club. So if you want to go to the Barry Game Exchange, you will meet a lot of Cartridge Clubbers. That's there. right. Uh, and if you want to come to CartridgeCon and you live in the HRM, yeah, um, send me a message on Twitter and I'll let you know. We haven't yet picked a date for this year, but it is happening. Yeah, it's coming. Um, Rhythm Month is coming up. Oh, before I get into that, uh, Rob made a joke about fans. Terrible. Did you see what? I missed it. He made a joke about fans and how uh, a lot of fans can go in to meet people and he said the room must be very cool with all those fans oh <laughs> it was terrible terrible oh joke just wanted boy. to draw attention to that rhythm month is next month they said they have a big guest at the end of the month do we know who this is yeah dude they did not say who it is and that's a spoiler you have to edit that out it's coming on for guitar man you have to edit that out not like last week when you were supposed to edit out a bunch of stuff apparently i put in three bleeps for that <laughs> You actually bleeped it? For that shitty island. I was like, we're just going <laughs> to cut out 10 minutes. Um, did, did they, they say, say it's a secret who they have? Yes. Oh. Um, in fact, they even said mentioning mm, Rhythm Month was a spoiler. Not anymore. <laughs> so take that out. Right. And that's all I have for BB. Awesome week, as always. They're a full compliment for at least the first half. Then Left had to go, but it was still great hearing all of them together. It warms my heart. Um, left mentioned Darkest Dungeon as well, and I'm curious to play that. Me too, but Pam has put 125 hours into it, and that seems like a little big... Has commitment. she finished it? No. 125 hours in and not finished it? Correct. Oh my goodness. Yes. Now, is that by choice? Yes, yes, yes. Or is that because it's so hard? Uh, yes, both. Uh, oh my goodness. I was so going to try that game. <laughs> let's talk about some videos that have been up this week. I only yes. have three listed here. I thought Caleb did one, but I didn't see it in the app, so now I'm wondering if I hallucinated it. I have two. Uh, so we have the Q-Dog in the Q-Dog house. Yes. Mrs. Q beat Portal. Yes, she and did. And they talk about not liking Police Academy very much. I haven't seen that since I was little. Maybe I should try that. Either. Yeah, I probably would enjoy it now. I don't like humor where the gag is, look at how stupid people are. That's just life. Um, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know how I would feel about Police Academy now. Hmm. I haven't gone back to I, I actually, there are some movies that I enjoy. Lady Hawk is a movie I enjoyed as a kid. Oh, I don't want to go back as an adult and watch it because I know it won't hold up. I would rather keep my fond memories. Everything's great about it, but that soundtrack just does not fit. That hard rock soundtrack, yeah. It does not work. So there are actually quite a few movies that, as a child, I really enjoyed them, and I have not gone back as an adult because... Frankly, I would rather keep those fond memories than shatter them um, and be mm. a cynical old bastard. Mm. Oh, cynical old Patrick Swayze. The story of Lady Hawk, though, so good. I, that is a great example of a weird love story. I love weird love stories. Did I mention that yet? Falls in love with yet? the dog. And, well, or a man falls in love with the bird. When you say it like that, it's kind of creepy. Uh, second breakfast, Musty Hobbit answers a bunch of questions. Yeah. Any, any from us? Um, no. No. Dang it. We actually asked one, and he said, I have a question here from the bros, but I'm not, I'm not talking to them this week because they're jerks. That is common. Oh, this episode brought to you by Amp Energy. By the way, the best dollar drink store. Best drink energy. I'm going to take a drink. We're going to lose our funding. <laughs> the last uh, video I have is STC Pod. They did a 35-minute pickup video. This is um, your last video? You're missing a big one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the last one. But and, carry on. Uh, 
I got about halfway through it so far, but in the, in the beginning, Joe opens uh, Joe shows these Xbox 360 third-party wireless controllers. What? Nice. Uh, they might have been Xbox. Those original. are the ones he sold, isn't it? They might have been original Xbox. No, these are new ones. He bought other ones. So these are. They, they might have been original Xbox. But Bill flips them over and opens up the back, and the batteries have corroded the inside. <laughs> I love Bill. So he opens it up, and it explodes like a what? like a snow trap. I see this. It's uh, anyway. So hopefully Bill was able, or Joe was able to clean those up. That is funny. It's a, it's a big pickup video, but it, they say at the beginning to stay through to the end. Um, Bill gets some some sweet records. I haven't got to the end yet, but I am gonna go back. I'm gonna make the effort to go back. I'm impressed that you're gonna do that. Um, we my Wii remotes often had corroded batteries, and they end up working once I just clean them out. Anyway, you so missed that, a big video, bro. That's all I got. The Sega Top 50. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to talk about 50 that. 50 to 41. How could you forget? I put a lot of work into that. You did it. But you still forgot to mention it. So the Sega Top 50, uh, the first video is out. You'll see one every week for the next five weeks. Wow. So they're all done? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> but with the putting them together that way, I can put them together much faster. All right. If you're happy, then I'm happy. So one a week for five weeks. A uh, lot of community... So the community voted on the games, and then a lot of community support coming in for the voiceovers. Um, oh, thank great you voiceovers all already. for your patience. Everybody who contributed, everybody who's been waiting, I really do appreciate it. Um, and the next, the next top fifty video uh, will just be announced much later. <laughs> That's funny. Much further away. Maybe, I uh, maybe an NES. Uh, first of all, were there any of these any of the games in the list that interested you? Uh, just Toe Jam and Earl. I meant the top 10. Oh. Or I mean uh, the 49 to 50. The top 49, the top 50 to 41. The only one that really interested me was Sonic Spinball. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't. I don't think I was interested in Maybe Columns. Oh, my God. Columns looked, it looked too random. There was a couple of racers I wasn't into. Uh, Virtual Fighter I wasn't into. Or Virtual Cop, sorry. Um, Die Hard, no. May, maybe Columns. But I'm, I don't think there was any in the, in the, in the 50 to 41 that I... I would play. Oh, <laughs> World of Illusion, Mickey Mouse. Yeah, you like that game, don't you? I think you I, played, I think I, you beat it, didn't you? No. Uh, maybe that was Megan. That one, I would. That one would interest. I would try that one. Um, I'm not into racers. I'm not into shooters. It was a lot of racers and shooters. Anyway, Sonic Pinball, not Spinball. My notes clearly say Pinball, although I know it's Spinball. <laughs> All right. Anyway, top fifty, Sega, boom, and blogs. Love blogs. So we got uh, a couple of blogs. Merchandise Mondays from Dean. I have a question. What in the Patrick Swayze is a Nendoroid? I looked into this. I had no idea. <laughs> I still don't know. I think they they're sell a, them. They're these cute little characters, yeah. and they sell them. Um, yeah. And they sell a lot of them, and they're posable, and you can yeah. uh, change their faces. I've never heard of them until now. Yeah. Anyway, there's tons of them. Mm -hmm. um, and I have it on good authority that there's another one coming to the next uh, Merchandise Monday. Mm -hmm. Perhaps related but, to a certain video game. That's right. Feeling pretty series. good. Two weeks in a row, I was able to not uh, instantly Google where to buy things. Yeah. I Yeah, I looked at the list. There was a Doom thing that I... Was... I did like the Zangief desk statue. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That has the different positions for holding your cell phone or holding your rings. Mm -hmm. um, that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, although I will show you later what I bought for my new desk at work. It's the useless box. It's pretty awesome. Oh, I think I seen you mention this somewhere on Twitter. That was where. Uh, and then uh, Dean did a review, uh, round two reviews on Dot Detuned. I did not see this. Uh, read this review. It's about a game, and we use that term very loosely. Um, Explain what is it? Dean played for PS3 as a remake of a PS1 game. Oh. Music plays, and the guy in the chair moves, and that's the game. Hmm. <laughs> 
Okay. There's no pattern. There's no reason. It's just... You don't do anything? Nope. You move the guy. Okay. Um, I'm curious. Has anybody ever heard of this game called Mr. Domino on PS1? I think it might be the Unstoppable Mr. Domino or Mr. Domino is Unstoppable or something. Looks really good. Yeah. Um, but that's what I was thinking of when you said this weird thing. <laughs> that's all I got for update this week. Uh, that is, I think, all I have for update. Jared's PSP video this week or is that last week? Um, my God, was that... Either way, check out Jared's series. I think it is this week. Jared, was the final video for his PSP? No, not the final. Okay. Not the final. We're getting there, though. Check that out. Yeah. Man, he's been posting some really cool stuff about... Uh, did you see those pictures he posted today? Yeah, the drawing he's got done. Yeah, it looks pretty sick. So we're going to move now into the CC mission. This week's Cartridge Club mission brought to you by the Mighty Q-Dogs. Before you get into that, I have a question. The scalper and reseller question you put out, is that for CC answers? No, nope, that was just me... Oh, to have a conversation on Twitter. Because I would like to clear up what a scalper and what a reseller is. Sure. We'll do it's that. real easy. Scalpers buy upcoming things either leading up to it or the day of with the purpose of just flipping them and reselling them. Reselling something is buying something with the intention of using it and playing it and then selling it later. That is the difference between... So what if I don't intend to use it? I just tend to buy it and sell it. That's scalping. No matter what the price. Yeah, that's scalping. Or the length of time. That's exactly what scalping is. So if I go to a yard sale and I buy Nintendo games with mm. the purpose of reselling them, no, you you have to be it has to be from the manufacturer or from the original creator for it to be scalping. Buying it from somebody else, that's just buying it from a reseller, and <laughs> you're reselling it again. <laughs> well, what about you don't buy video games from the original manufacturer? Yeah, you do. Like from Walmart, like from from the store. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, or from a Ticketmaster. You know, that's scalping. Okay. That's the difference, in case you were curious. Hmm. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the that's, uh, that's my opinion, though. Yeah, there's a lot of different opinions on it. I know. It was a great, great discussion for, I think it was a Saturday night for me. Yeah. Really enjoyed all the different uh, points on it and looks. Uh, some people, I found that the definition they were giving uh, was very close for both. And... Um, yeah, I, I just think it's interesting to see how people view it versus vice how they view themselves. Vice how they view them. Uh, yeah, so I just think it's interesting how, because some people, I don't know. It was an interesting topic. A lot of people's definitions were very fluid, I found. I don't think you can scalp something used. Uh, some Yeah, well, some people were... Uh, That's reselling. Okay. <laughs> That's my thoughts. It was a great discussion. I'm I curious really to see it. if anybody thinks otherwise. If I'm wrong, let me know. Yeah. I just don't know how I could possibly be. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so uh, CC Mission, like I said, is brought to you this week by Mighty Q-Dog. And it is uh, in honor of Rick V-Day. We want you to tell us your favorite Sega Master System game. Oh, my. Send us a tweet, hashtag CC Mission, with a picture, a screenshot, a Google image of your favorite or just Sega the words. Master System game. Just the words. Or just the words. <laughs> um, and uh, let us know. Yeah, if you want to say why, that's great too. Yeah, and if you have no favorite Sega Master System game, maybe search the hashtag CC Mission at the end of this week and get some suggestions. Mm, what's yours? Mine would be probably Fantasy Star. Oh, good choice. Yeah, good choice. I really enjoyed that. Uh, or Choplifter. I'm going with Choplifter. <laughs> um, so here we go. Topic. Topic of the week on CC Weekly. Who's top topic? That's terrible. Uh. I was going to say bonus barrel right away. No, we'll do a bonus, bonus barrel. barrel. <laughs> uh, so this week's topic is actually coming from a listener's question. And it's uh, regarding the Nintendo Virtual Console. Uh, what do we think 
their pl- or what do we hope the plan is oh, yeah. for Nintendo's virtual console? What would we like to see? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, are we looking for a subscription-based service, or would we prefer a piecemeal buy the games as you want service like it has had in the past? Now, are we answering this as what we want or what we think it's going to be? Let's do both. What do you want, and then we'll do what you think. What well, what I want is for their online service that's twenty bucks to have every single game from their backlog that you can play as long as you're subscribed for twenty dollars a month. Wow. Well, that's what I want. Who wouldn't want that? That's what you want. Yeah, um, of course. All the games remastered and optimized for control on the Switch. Okay, even better. <laughs> well, they'd have to be, or you would be useless. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Never going to happen. Though. No, no. no. Uh, I would like to see um, a robust catalog of games available for play that stay available for play for the $20 a month, uh, like a Netflix-style subscription. Uh, you could rotate them occasionally if you wanted to. But I would like to see a robust, very large library there for the $20 a month of uh, Super Nintendo and uh, NES and Game Boy Advance games and uh, maybe some GameCube games. I don't necessarily need N64 games. I don't think they look good on HD in any format, but there are people who want them, so I recognize that. Uh, And I would also like the option to purchase some of these games if it's one that I don't want to run the risk of having it cycled out. Huh. If I'm somewhere or I'm going on a trip. Why wouldn't you just want what I said? Because if I'm going on a trip or I'm not going to have access to download these games, or I'm not going to have access to internet, which you would probably require in order, like a Netflix style, right? Mm. You'd need access to the internet to download the, download these games and play them or to verify them. With Netflix style, you could, like, you could do that. You can, yeah. So, so that's what you want. Yeah. Well, I guess a straight Netflix style would work. But I would like the option to buy them. I would. In a piecemeal option. In case uh, maybe I don't want to keep the $20 a month. I don't know. I just I think, <laughs> I think you need to have both. You need to give people the option. That is what that's what's coming. That's what that's what they confirmed is happening. You have their uh, oh, that sounds good. Their online games or the the games you get the subscription, and then you get discounts on the virtual console if you're subscribed to them. So I'm down with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's what they're doing. I think it sounds great too. Yeah. It's not what I want because that, what I want is unrealistic. And I, you know what? If they, I would like to see either a cart or even just a digital purchase, uh, a bundle of the minis. Here's the NES Classic Mini, uh, 30 games you can buy as a bundle pack. Um, and, yeah, I would even pay the full retail price for it, $60 Good call. or $80. Uh, same for Super Nintendo. I would buy that in a cart form or even in a digital form. You know what? I, I forgot to mention this. I might have changed my mind about the Super Nintendo Classic. Really? And then I seen the N64 Classic, and I thought, oh, my God, I'd love to have that one too. And then I realized I'm never going to have the NES one too. I will have two of three. And then I thought, I'm all out. Wow. <laughs> if I can't have all three, what's the point? Cool. But I don't know. I go back and forth. Um, let me know before we sleep overnight. <laughs> I would let you know before then, yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's, That's it for topic. topic. Um, what do you think? What do you want the virtual console to be? What do you think it's going to be? What are your thoughts? What do you like in virtual consoles? Do you use virtual consoles? Does anybody buy their games digitally? I use the Wii U virtual console heavily. Does anybody buy like their their like main games? Like new games? Digitally. There are definitely people who do. Yeah, I'd like to know who in the club. Let us know. Yeah. And what are the benefits that uh, that you find? Not having to get up and change that disc. I would love that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. We're going to move into the next portion of the show, which is CC Answers. Here we're going to answer some questions from the community. To have your question read on the community, simply send us a tweet with a question and the hashtag CCAnswers. First up, Curtis Frizel wants to know what previously released Amiibos 
do you anticipate will be sought after in the coming months and years in the way the Zelda ones were? Uh, I'm going to say Zero Suit Samus and uh, Varia Suit Samus from the Smash Bros. line once Metroid Prime 4 releases with Amiibo support. Uh, they were both very easy to find early on, and they are harder to find now. Zero Suit Samus less so. I think they are both going to be very difficult to get your hands on. Mm-hmm. There's other ones, too. All of the Pokemon Smash Bros. When that Pokemon RPG comes out... If you can scan Pokemon in, yeah, oh, those will also be tough to find. God. And they're already difficult to find. So that's going to that's gonna be rough. Get your Charizards now. Yeah, track down your Samus Amiibos. Can you, uh, when you import, can you use them for games yeah, and TSC? Yeah, they're region-free. Cool, cool. All right, uh, Julian Vega, has anyone ever asked the Q-Dogs where the name Mighty Q-Dog came from? Uh, yes, Julian, I have asked. Hmm, I think I did, too. And next up. What was the answer? I don't... Not, he just asked if anybody had asked the Q-Dogs. Oh, okay, I see. <laughs> I have asked. Yeah, I'm fairly certain I did, too. Next up from Round 2 Gaming, uh, Hypothetical Fire, Threatening Evacuation. Ooh, tough one. That's so, very fires, realistic yeah. for him. <laughs> and for other people as well, Darren out there on the West Coast, uh, Steven on the West Coast. Oh my God, you're right. Games-wise, do you try to save some? Which ones? Insurance claim? Stay behind with them? <laughs> um, I would probably take my... Cu- if time permitted, I would probably take my custom-painted NESs. Oh, good choice. Uh, and N64. My custom-painted consoles because they can't be replaced. And it's hard to replace. Um, everything else in here can be replaced by an insurance claim. Really? Do you have it all recorded? Like uh, I have videos and photos and yeah, you should on social take media. Like, uh, I would just have to go through our, our channel and my Twitter. Just do a room tour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd like to have my East Collection and Spike McBang. Would you, would you take them? We yeah. All, we all know that you would just take the baby and run. Mm. Well, if that's one of the options, then yes. That's what I'm, I'm assuming May, May has to take something. He chose poorly. Um, but yeah, my East collection, and uh, I don't have much left anyway. I could probably take it all. Yeah. Well, I have all of my consoles still except for the Wii U. So, um, I mean, as far as games go, my East collection is big, big thing. But, oh, and our Ocarina and Majora's that we have. We have our complete ones from when we were kids. Wow, you want to take a lot of stuff. <sighs> it's pretty much everything I didn't sell. <laughs> I just want to keep... Kyle, game time with Kyle. What about you, Dean? Are you going down with the ship? Yeah, man. I think Dean values life too much. Oh, but I've I feel those, so bad I've seen, for Dean if that happens. I've seen those pictures of him on the mountainside, on the hiking trails with Amanda. I don't know if we're allowed to say his wife's name. Yeah, he said it on Twitter. Okay. Um, <laughs> he values life. Dean's life isn't doesn't revolve around that games room. That's an extracurricular activity. Dean's life is in the wilderness. Yeah, you're right. He, he walks away. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen him tweet out bear poop. That's and, a man actually, who loves nature. I actually <laughs> think that he would have just as much fun recollecting all of it. Yeah, you're probably right. Next up from Kyle. Game time with Kyle. You are killed. <gasps> but death gives you another chance at life if you can beat him in a video game. Oh, my goodness. Which game do you choose? It's a tough one. Madden 96. <laughs> That's a good choice. And then I spank him Ooh, by running the all streaks route and throwing to X. Yeah, that's Guaranteed touchdown every time. That's all you got to do. Um, dude, tough question. I will go with... Oh, my God. Oh, Smash Bros. I'll go with Smash Bros. Melee. Ooh. Um, Who's your main? I'm okay with that. Uh, Sheik, of course. Mm. What are you going to do if Death picks Mario? Well, he doesn't pick Star Fox. <laughs> He's so fast. He's so fast. Pam asks, with Castlevania being a seemingly successful game adaptation, what other game would you like made into a series? 
Metroid. Metroid is the easy answer. Uh, I'm going to say Fire Emblem. I would punch 100 babies Why and twice as many old ladies to get a Fire Emblem anime-based television show. I already Actually, love the art style. I love the fantasy setting. Please give me that. Berserk is the closest thing I have to it right now. And Band that, of the Hawk, And man. that show can get ridiculous. That show's so good. But Fire Emblem is my answer 100%. Yeah. I'm surprised it doesn't exist already. No, Metroid. Uh, I would take Metroid, but Fire Emblem would definitely be a good second choice. Good choice. Diego asks, oh. what's your... You know what? Wouldn't mind a Mega Man one either. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Not that Mega Man. Oh, okay. Although I heard there might be a Mega Man movie coming out. I heard rumors about that mm. on Twitter. I don't know. Diego Avila asks, what's your favorite animation after beating a level in a game? Oh, Mario 3. Dude, that's like the worst one. Oh, that's cool. Just a quick fade to the star. Or star to black. No, no, because you, you hit the thing and then it goes up and it makes like a star firework or whatever, right? No, just a big star closes the screen to black. Yeah. I don't know. Um... reading these beforehand i should have asked colleen to keep an eye on the dogs we recorded so they didn't see right outside the door and whine um i like uh um, i like the the fanfare music Man, at the end me. of every final fantasy battle okay and uh i just don't know which one i like the most i'll go with, i'll go with cloud let's just move on all right <laughs> uh who's more of a baby when he gets a man cold Ooh. p1 or p2 Colleen said that it's definitely me because Megan is too much on your case for you to be sick. Um, well, last time I got sick, they had to give me cancer treatment stuff. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I win. Yeah, I would say that's a, that's a victory for you. Um, I I am a pretty big suck when I'm sick, but uh, I'm a pretty big suck when I'm not sick. So, No, I'm, I'm pretty bad when it comes to getting sick. Um. Yeah. I mean, anyway, apparently a lot of guys in the club are, though, from what the responses were to this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's, what about Eric? Did she mention how Eric is? She did not. I'm sure Eric is stoic. I believe that. He still takes care of her when he's sick. Yep. <laughs> uh, next question from Bill. Let's start to continue, which is for you. Will CC Weekly record night ever be moved back to Friday night? Uh, No, I doubt it. Recording on a Friday night does not sound appealing. Bummer. <laughs> uh, Did we re- used to record on Friday nights? We used to record Saturday mornings. That's what it was, yeah. So what, when using Twitter, from, uh, from Mighty Q-Dub, when using Twitter, what's the difference between mute and unfollow? So when you unfollow somebody, um, unless you have your account set to accept direct messages from everyone, they can't direct message you. Um, more importantly, if you unfollow somebody, you will still see their tweets in your feed if enough people that you do follow like them, or if anybody that you do follow retweets them, or um, if uh, no, those are the two ones. So if somebody, if they get a lot of likes, they get a lot of uh, retweets, you will see, still see their posts in your feed. So despite unfollowing them, you still may be uh, plagued by reading the content you no longer wish to read. Are you able to mute somebody you're not following? Yes. Really? Yeah. So and as well. Um, if you unfollow somebody and you have to search, say for a hashtag, so say you had to search for, say you wanted to, you didn't want to see posts anymore from Musty. Uh, Who would you, ever want that? You unfollowed him. You could still search for hashtag CC answers and you would still see his questions. Now, if you mute somebody, 
you don't see posts that they make. Uh, if they reply in a thread, you don't see it. You can still be following them, which would allow them to still message you as well. This also doubles to the fact that if you're concerned about hurting somebody's feelings or it's somebody sensitive, they still believe that you're following them and you just you're not reading the tweets. Maybe they they're on a, a tirade where they're, they're talking about things you're not interested in. Maybe your your views no longer align. Um, so you can mute them and it's no harm to them and it can actually help improve your friendship because you're not daily reading things that make you frustrated. Um, however, if you do a search for the first say a hashtag that they might have used, it will not show up. Now you can still see their tweets, but you have to go directly to their Twitter profile and read them off of there to see them. I didn't know um, any. So I didn't that's different. That so different. if you wanna, if you are tired of somebody, you're, you're washing your hands of them. You can unfollow and mute, which avoids seeing if your friends, uh, if your friends um, like their stuff. Uh, but uh, but you will still see retweets. So if you desperately don't want to see anybody anymore, you want to block them. At this point, they can't message you, they can't read your tweets, and you can't read their tweets, and everything is cut dry. Uh, Nintendo Legend actually talks about this quite a bit. Blocking and muting and unfollowing are not bad things. Social media, we don't... Nobody has the, the uh, unalienable right to uh, constantly have access to you at all times. If somebody... Is, is, is if you're in a situation where, where somebody's tweets or somebody's um, messages are are, are, are a problem for you, you know whether ideologically or just you feel it's abusive or bullying, or you're just tired of reading it, you should never feel like you have to keep following somebody. You should, you should, and if, if you if you, you know, blocking somebody isn't a bad thing. It's a good way to keep your your peace of mind, your sanity, and as well to keep Twitter a happier place. You're not constantly getting into, into wars online with people. Um, so it's, it's definitely recommended to make use of these tools. And if you're somebody, if somebody blocks you, the correct response isn't to, to fly off the handle and track them down on every other form of social media and demand to know why they blocked you. Just accept the fact that maybe right now you guys are, have grown apart. Um, so yeah, these are, are tools to be used to help keep your Twitter uh, a safe place where somewhere you enjoy to be. So that's the difference. Yeah. Um, yeah, you don't want to be frustrated all day. <laughs> so based on the fact that I was able to answer this question, Eric, you can be certain that you are not muted. What just happened? I don't know. So based on the fact that uh, I answered this question, Eric, you can ascertain that you are not muted, unless, of course, I searched CC answers from the Cartridge Club. Uh, Even if it was muted, you still wouldn't see it. I, I don't mute anybody from the Cartridge Club feed. I could just search it from there, and then I wouldn't have to worry about personal feed. Cartridge Club feed. Oh, the Cartridge Club feed. Gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, that's not what I did. Uh, so that's the difference, Eric. Uh, but I definitely recommend making use of these features to... It's Essentially, it's a hobby. You know, you're on Twitter for fun. You're not on Twitter... To be antagonized and frustrated and angry all the time. If if you're in a space that is like that, get yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Um, last question from Should the Nintendo Hodge. Where's the CC mystery box? Uh, it's currently in the in the possession of J Rock. Um, he has some stuff going on, so he's holding onto that box right now. I believe I will see him in Barry, uh, and at that time, um, we'll probably either ship it together, uh, he and I, or I will bring it home and ship it for him. Um, but it's currently with J-Rock. Uh, at the very latest, it will be shipped after the Barry Game Exchange. It will not be coming to the Barry Game Exchange to be perused through by every member of the Cartridge Club who's there. Mm-hmm. J-Rock's been going through some stuff. We feel for you, buddy. Yeah, and we'll be here when you're ready to come back. That's right. That is the show this week, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, we appreciate you sticking around. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, please head over to www.cartridgeclub.org where you can check out other great podcasts, videos, and blogs from our community. If you're already a member of the community, you can head to www.patreon.com slash cartridge club where every cent donated, where you can donate as much or as little as you like, and every cent donated goes directly to improving the club for everyone. 
I'm player one. I am player two. CC Unite.